Chapter 21, Channel Your Energy When jarred, unavoidably, by circumstance revert at once to yourself and don't lose the rhythm more than you can help. You'll have a better grasp of harmony if you keep going back to it. Marcus Aurelius As a tennis player, Arthur Ashe was a beautiful contradiction. To survive segregation in the 1950s and 1960s, he learned from his father to mask his emotions and feelings on the court. No reacting, no getting upset at missed shots, and no challenging bad calls. Certainly, as a black player he could not afford to show off, celebrate, or be seen as trying too hard. But his actual form and playing style was something quite different. All the energy and emotion he had to suppress was channeled into a bold and graceful playing form. While his face was controlled, his body was alive, fluid, brilliant, and all over the court. His style is best described in the epithet he created for himself, physically loose and mentally tight. For Arthur Ashe, this combination created an early unbeatable tennis game. As a person he'd control his emotions, but as a player he was swashbuckling, bold, and cool. He dove for balls and took, and made, the kind of shots that made other players gasp. He was able to do this because he was free. He was free where it mattered, inside. Other players, free to celebrate, free to throw tantrums or glower at refs and opponents, never seemed to be able to handle the pressure of high-stakes matches the way Ash could. They often mistook Ash as inhuman, as bottled up. Feelings need an outlet, of course, but Ash deployed them to fuel his explosive speed, in his slams and chips and dives. In the abandon with which he played, there was none of the quiet prudence with which he composed himself. Adversity can harden you. Or it can loosen you up and make you better, if you let it. Rename it and claim it, that's what Ash did, as have many other black athletes. The boxer Joe Louis, for example, knew that racist white boxing fans would not tolerate an emotional black fighter, so he sublimated all displays behind a steely, blank face. Known as the ring robot, he greatly intimidated opponents by seeming almost inhuman. He took a disadvantage and turned it into an unexpected asset in the ring. We all have our own constraints to deal with, rules and social norms we're required to observe that we'd rather not. Dress codes, protocols, procedures, legal obligations, and company hierarchies that are all telling us how we have to behave. Think about it too much and it can start to feel oppressive, even suffocating. If we're not careful, this is likely to throw us off our game. Instead of giving in to frustration, we can put it to good use. It can power our actions, which, unlike our disposition, become stronger and better when loose and bold. While others obsess with observing the rules, we're subtly undermining them and subverting them to our advantage. Think water. When dammed by a man-made obstacle, it does not simply sit stagnant. Instead, its energy is stored and deployed, fueling the power plants that run entire cities. Tu Song Lu Vetur, the former Haitian slave turned general, so exasperated his French enemies that they once remarked, Set Tom Fed Don Cluvetur Part 2, this man makes an opening everywhere. He was so fluid, so uncontainable, he was actually given the surname Lu Vetur, meaning the opening. It makes sense. Everything in his life had been an obstacle, and he turned as many of his experiences as he could into openings. Why should troops or politics or mountains or Napoleon himself have been any different? 
and yet we feel like going to pieces when the PowerPoint projector won't work, instead of throwing it aside and delivering an exciting talk without notes. We stir up gossip with our co-workers, instead of pounding something productive out on our keyboards. We act out, instead of act. But think of an athlete in the pocket, in the zone, on a streak, and the seemingly insurmountable obstacles that fall in the face of that effortless state. Enormous deficits collapse, every pass or shot hits its intended target, fatigue melts away. Those athletes might be stopped from carrying out this or that action, but not from their goal. External factors influence the path, but not the direction, forward. What setbacks in our lives could resist that elegant, fluid, and powerful mastery? To be physically and mentally loose takes no talent. That's just recklessness. We want right action, not action period, to be physically and mentally tight? That's called anxiety. It doesn't work, either. Eventually we snap. But physical looseness combined with mental restraint? That is powerful. It's a power that drives our opponents and competitors nuts. They think we're toying with them. It's maddening, like we aren't even trying, like we've tuned out the world. Like we're immune to external stressors and limitations on the march toward our goals. Because we are.